It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 115. We are at podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Michael Chan. Oh, we're back together for one more flawless episode. Think we can do this one more time? Flawless? Alright. need to work on your definition for flawless. Alright. A flawed episode. How does that sound? Flawed. That sounds better. <laughs> Just like in any other episode, really. I mean, hell, we couldn't even start this one without screwing up. Yeah, and I, and I was this close to doing a push-button reset on the whole thing. And I'm like, listening, I'm like, all right, well, maybe he just took it off of Skype. So I went on to the Vogue site, and I'm like, all right, dead air, dead air, dead air. That's not good. Is your push-button reset a big red button with Jim Cornette's face on it that says, fuck this company, when you hit it? Yes, but it doesn't say, fuck this company. It says, fuck you and the Mac you rolled in on. Close enough. Yes. Minus five stars. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know how Skype decided to... Okay, I'm going to mute everybody. So, while I'm screaming at y'all to turn off your mics, I'm like... Are they trolling me? The fuck is this? The fuck is that? God. Oh, well. It could be worse, though. Don't say it, it could be. things always gets worse. No, it could be worse. We could be doing this podcast on Blog Talk Radio. My God, that audio quality. Wow, yeah, that that was really, really crappy. Well, um, my bro-in-law, he does a podcast called That's What He Says, and he do it on Blog Talk. I called in once. It was It was all right, but you could just tell. I'm guessing he used a Skype interface or something like that because... Who knows? It doesn't matter, because that's not where we are. Damn right. We are on the Vogue Network, where we use modern technology. Sometimes. Well, unless you're Travis Donovan, you have like three fucking computers and a server running your shit. So, anywho, we are live tonight for the week of May 28th, 2013. Uh, check-ins are live. And check out our interactive chat room at vognetwork.com slash live. If you have a chat client such as Merck, XChat, or Chatzilla, we are at irc.gamesurge.net, and the chat room is Vog. And if you go into the chat room, one of our staffers, DJ AJ, goes, Mac haters gonna hate. Yes, I will hate for $2,000, Alex. Before we get uh, too much off topic, I would like to wish Ranma a belated birthday, seeing as how it's a belated birthday. Yes, that's right. It was his birthday. Happy birthday. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. It didn't start off as well as I wanted it to, but it did try to be pretty decent for what it was. Well... All you can do is make shitty situations better by hanging out with friends. And that is what you did all weekend. 
or making the person who made your life hell a living hell, which... Well, yeah, but... I, the truth is... Don't forget alcohol. That always helps. Well, the truth is, it's not worth it. It really isn't worth it. But I did come across something that put a smile on everybody's face. Oh. Shots than beer, but good enough in my book. I would have also accepted the Ramones singing "Happy Birthday" to Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. I don't have that. No, no, no. Have the Rolling Stones killed? But sir, those are the do as I say. Damn it! No, no, no. I'm actually surprised I have that song. Because I'm typing in happy birthday, I expect to find um, happy birthday to me, the opening theme from Nuku Nuku, like various uh, of it. Nope, I actually have that and the Stevie Wonder variant. And thank you, Degenerate Johnny. Thank you. So, anywho, um, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Let's see. Well, yesterday was Memorial Day and they gave me... Eight hours overtime, so... Oh, before we continue, I meant to say, pick a number, one, two, or three. Two. Okay, here you go. You know Charo and Chavez and Chachi and Chico, and What am I listening to? Oh, I gave you, um, Richard Cheese's personal Jesus as your lounge music. <laughs> nice. So anyway, yeah, I had 12 hours of work on a federal holiday. Yay, money. And even better is this like, my next paycheck will be next week, and that'll be the same week of anime next. So I will actually have a somewhat somewhat decent bankroll going into this convention. Yay, con money. Yeah, I always fall into this trap where I have all this money, but I don't want to spend it all in that one weekend. That's not, not even a bad worried thing, about, though. you know. Not even worried about making it from one paycheck to another. Just, you know, like, oh man, this looks so awesome. Oh, wait, where am I gonna put it? That's oh, not like, a oh, bad thing, though. I love this shirt design. Wait, they don't even have my size. Fuck. So you, so you get a shirt in your size. You buy the shirt that you want. You cut it out. You hand sew it on. Be like, represent, motherfuckers. Close or you find the design online, print it out on fabric printer mm-hmm. on fabric uh, transfer paper and then just iron it on a shirt. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I also have the stuff from uh, things like T-Fury and the Shirt Punch. They got on the uh, Ash Ketchum versus the World design, which has gotten a lot of positive reviews from people. Is this, is, this a, is this a play on Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yep. Okay. Where the Instead of the evil exes, they're the evil gym leaders of Kanto. I, I can I can get with that. I forgot where I got it from. Sherpunch or T Fury? Maybe I'll look it up. Up the uh, mystery. 
Well, I saw something on Ripped Apparel. I think it was ripped earlier today, and I thought the shit was pretty awesome. No, what was it? I don't. It was a yeah. yeah it was Ripped Apparel. Um, they had one where it was the mush. It was um the Mushroom Kingdom as uh, Justice League. Cool. Um, let me grab a uh, let me grab a picture of it. Hopefully, this works. And there we go. Of course, Mario is Superman. That is actually kind of disturbing. Green Yoshi. Mm. Donkey Kong Manhunter. As I said, that's actually kind of disturbing. I thought it was pretty cool for what it was. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of more, um, I'm more aligned to this one right here. Especially if you if you remember like old school two player title screens like Contra. <laughs> All right, that one's pretty damn funny. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> That's good. Okay, I found it. All right. It's, it's this one, but I got the red version. Because I have very little red shirts, and uh, I try to find something to st stand out more. Mm. That's why the new bathing suits I got are all primary colors. You, you know what really would make this really fucked up? What? Instead of Pikachu... It's Misty dressed like Ramona Flowers. She could totally rock that outfit. Eh, sounds about right. I was just a little bi curious. Well, I'm a little bi furious. You know what have made that movie so much better? What? If it didn't have Michael Sarah. If it was actually animated, or if it had better actors, actresses, period, or if it wasn't done in the first place. No, now can we not get at each other's throats already? No, no, so I haven't done well, all the introductions. You have to understand, uh, Mako-chan does not like that movie whatsoever. Can't say I don't blame her, but I see the positives in it. But truth of the matter is, it should have been, I think, Jesse Einsberg, the, the kid from Zombieland. He should have played Scott Pilgrim. That would have made the movie so much better. Also, well, well I'll get into that later, but, um... Mako-chan! One, hmm. one or three? Uh, surprise me. Three. There we go. How was your week and how was your day? Um, okay. I finished with, uh, Evangelion. Yay. So all I have to do is wait for the last two chapters to be posted, and yeah, it, it's definitely a mindfuck. All right, so let me ask you this: Now that you've read all of that, can you sit? Can you easily sit there and write your um your your, your psychology doctorate on Evangelion now? Um, you know, it, it's very possible. It's very, very possible. It, it's just 
you don't really see as much in the like whole oh fuck factor in the anime Mm -hmm. but by by where you are in the manga like basically you're at the very end it's just tying up loose ends basically by the end of the manga you realize hey all these people that like hate on shinji and like can't understand why he's such a fucking crybaby and shit it's like dude he's 14 he's 14 and basically being told by all of the adults just to shut the fuck up and kill people by the end of it because at the end of it he has to shut the fuck up and kill people Shut the fuck up, kill people, next! Shut the fuck up, kill people, next! Yeah, and and you figure he, he doesn't even want to be doing this. He keeps coming back to it because if he doesn't, um, the other pilots and the people that he's met and all of his so-and-so, uh, so-called friends, they'll all basically die. So, I mean... There isn't any kind of, like, social services or uh, child psychologists or... Anything like that in the after the second impact? No, not really, because you go into some of the backstory for some of the other characters, and it's like, oh yeah, um, well they tried to collect all the kids that basically were orphaned during the second impact, and not all of them wanted to be collected. Because, dude, what are you going to do when they're all collected? You're just going to stand around and like with your thumb up your ass. So some of them decided to basically go out and live on the streets. And that didn't quite work out because Slums they were basically either rounded up or killed. And the fact that Shinji never punched Gendo's teeth down his fucking throat always kind of bothered me. No, but by the end of it, um, he actually sort of got his revenge in a twisted way. Um, should we uh, de- deem spoilers are coming are bound from you? It's well, almost I, mid nineties. There's no excuse anymore. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, it's technically not from the mid-90s, because this is just this past chapter. Um, And the anime basically, um, it does keep in with the manga, but at the same time, like, by the end of the anime, it really goes off on its own thing. Um, But basically, I mean, I don't, I, I guess this is spoilers, so yes, spoiler alert. Um, basically, Ray chooses Shinji, uh, Shinji instead of Gendo. So, yeah, spoilers. Okay, if we go to the chat room at, at uh, live.vognetwork.com, <laughs> DJ AJ says, If you decide to mainline all of Evangelion, you will have a bad time. Auntie Mark wants to know what did we miss, and we tell him the psych aspect of Ava, and he goes, more like psycho. <laughs> Put your mouth on a curb, Dad. Oh wow! Yeah, now, so now, now, now. This is not pretty... the bo- this is not the Boondock Angels, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty out there. But um, yeah. And once I was done with that, I uh, I am starting to hate the decision that I made to do this. But I decided <laughs> to read all of um, Homestuck. Before you continue, we hear. We here at Anime Jam Session, AJS Productions, did not give the go-ahead for uh, Mako-chan to read this. She went about this of her own discord. Given what she was giving herself, getting herself into, we salute this young warrior for taking one for the team. She is a real otaku hero. Yeah. 
Well, I just I hate being that person that just basically says, "Oh no, your sh- your show sucks," and I haven't even watched it or I haven't read anything. So, not wanting to be one of those people and wanting to see where all of these homestuckers get their um, psychosis. Yeah. So uh, I decided to go ahead and read it, and it's it can be like I I'm I'm like four or five days into reading this now, and basically half of what I've already read has nothing to do with anything. It's basically all the characters just bitching at each other. So in other words, it's like going to an anime convention. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and, like, the whole thing is, yeah, uh, you've got the trolls, you've got the humans, and, yes, home stuck-ups, hockey yeah. common, home stuck-ups. Mm-hmm. But I can understand why the people that cosplay the trolls are such assholes. Is because because it's, not, it's totally within character for them. It is totally within character for them, except that they get way too into character. I mean, I understand that you have some cosplayers that will get into a character, but usually, like, they're still human and decent. Approachable people, as the person... The not, even, person. not even approachable. I mean, you've got some homestuckers that will... Like, the, the ones at KatoriCon that were playing the game that we're not going to move for anything. Um, and then you've got some, like I've heard some um, conventions where the Homestuck crew basically just were in front of uh, entrances and exits and weren't doing anything, weren't moving, even though people had like like their um, their suitcases and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I can understand being in character, but just because the trolls are all assholes doesn't mean that you shouldn't show common courtesy. Because the further you get into Homestuck, the less they become assholes. Well... Like, the further you get into Homestuck, the less the trolls are actually trolls because they're learning human ways or learning that humans aren't necessarily like that. But here's the thing, though. Yes, it's giving them carte blanche to basically be assholes, and that's not right. True, but here's the thing. As they read more into it and see, oh, they're like this, some of them will change, but you know what? The rest will be like, you know, I'm still going to be in asshole mode. But in regards to that, let me just say this one thing here. Hopefully, the file clip will play properly. About what? You're serious? You don't know. Everybody knows you never go full retard. <laughs> what do you mean? Check it out. Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, look retarded, act retarded. Not retarded. Count two picks, cheated cards. Autistic. Show. Not retarded. You got Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Slow, yes, retarded, maybe. Braces on his legs. But he charmed to pants off next to him and he won a ping pong competition. That ain't retarded. He was a goddamn war hero. Right. You know any retarded war heroes? You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. You don't buy that? Ask Sean Penn, 2001, I am saying. Remember? Went full retard. 
Went home empty hands. Yeah, I think um, what Robert Downey Jr. said and Topic Thunder applies here. When it comes to cosplay, you never go full retard. Yeah, but I mean, plot-wise, it's actually pretty decent. Okay. Um, character-wise, the characters are somewhat interesting, but there's just way too much useless chatter between them all. Well, like I said, and all of the trolls speak in fucked up troll language, which is basically fucked up leet. In other, I was gonna say pig Latin, but no, it's just like one of them um, will use eight as bees, mm-hmm. or as an eight. Like she hates somebody, so it's H eight, and then all of God. her bees are eights. So yeah, that's just one character, and. Yeah. One of them doesn't use H's. She uses the um, the parentheses as her H's. Um, one of them just speaks all in caps. One of them speaks all in caps except for the first letter of the sentence, which is lowercase. And it just it goes crazy. So trying to read through that shit is a pain in the ass. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to get through it because I don't even I don't even read text messages where people have like broken grammar or use a use a lead speak like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, it's it's so. Ugh. I, I'm suddenly reminded of playing The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, and there's an area in the game where you need the ancient uh, Hylian book. Because you will come across stuff you don't know what the fuck they're saying when you read certain areas. So I just picture the way you're talking about this fucked up lead speak. I'm just picturing the gibberish that's on the screen from the game that you see unless you have the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I mean, I, that's really that and the excessive amount of just BS back and forth between the characters. And it's all being typed. They don't speak to one another. They just type to one another. Well, as Aunt and Mark says in our chat room, fun fact, the trolls are supposedly meant to mock internet groups, as in the Juggalo troll and this or that. And DJ AJ follows up with, the language kind of makes sense if it's supposed to be a text-based game. But I hear there's like Flash and other shit in there too. Yeah, there's a lot of Flash. Um, there's no talking in the Flash. It's just basically music and... Um, a lot of graphics and crap like that. It is kind of like a text-based game that you really have no control over. I mean, that's what it's based on, but it, it, it's it's just so much excessive conversation. It's like a muck or a mud gone horribly wrong. Yeah. I mean, I can get some of it. Like, I understand some of it. It's, it's very... Uh, quote Doctor Who. It's very timey-wimey. Mm. Um, the trolls are able to speak to all of the characters in different timelines, even if they're speaking to the character just like basically one right after another. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it gets really confusing after a while, but at the same time, it's like I, I understand where they're going from, and I get what it's like, why there's so many conversations going back and forth between everybody just to basically show you when the conversations are taking place. But even then the conversations are just, 
Ugh. I, I've actually started to just basically skip those conversations because I have no desire to read through them basically mocking one another. So you're pretty much saying Homestuck is... What if they took Dragon Ball Z and just turned it into a text-based adventure? That actually is very wow. That that's actually very very yeah. That that works. Yeah. Oh no, the powering up scenes would take at least ten turns. Oh no 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 that 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 works. Trust me, trust me on this. Having read what I've read, just the fact that they're continuously trying to power up and going through different modes to power up, it, it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. That actually makes a crazy amount of sense. It seems like Homestuck is like, who, whoever came up the, I alright, I'll give the person credit for the concept, but it's just poorly executed. Or he's just doing it on purpose because he doesn't give a shit. I think that's it. He's just doing it on purpose because he doesn't give a shit. Because people are still going to read it. People are still going to interact. The whole thing is, is I'm reading it in one shot. And most of this stuff is, I mean, you're, you're saying, I think this is um, four years old now. So, I mean, it, it's like, it's supposed to be read at a couple of panels a day, not like hours on end, which is what I'm doing. You're going into so, overload. Well, I am going into overload. But here's the thing: which... is, but here's the thing. I've known people who have jumped into Homestuck are power reading it, just like Mako is. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, weaker heads like that would explode. I mean, a lot of people, everybody that I've talked to to try and see, like, not the the fans that have come into it later. All of the ones that I've talked to is like, oh, just read it; you'll like it. And again, like, I'm liking the plot, and I like certain characters. And I'm understanding why the cosplayers are acting like they are, but again, it's uh, it's just so it's way too much. Gotcha. If I had basically read it from the beginning, like everybody else is, I would probably be a bigger fan. Then I would have to beat you with a with a rusty with a rusty pole. Yeah, probably. Although there is one character in here that I wouldn't mind cosplaying. Oh, God, no. Which one? Well, um, her name is Rose, and she's one of the humans, but she reminds me of, like, if Mandy ever had a kid. Mandy from Grim Adventures. Uh, if Mandy ever had a kid, it would be Rose. But so far, like, she's probably the only one that and because I can relate her to Mandy I think that's the only reason why I would ever want to because even down to the way that her hair is it's it, she's Mandy now if only she would smile and end that world <laughs> exactly yeah alright now I guess I can schmooze right on in here we go I like that one. So my week and my day has been quite interesting. Uh, let's see. First off, I appreciate all the happy birthdays and the well wishes. As I said, start off kind of crappy, but turned out to be pretty good for what it was. So I can't complain. 
Um, school is going on pretty well. I'm trying to find out if I can drop one of these classes and, ex- and take a different one. Because I'm not too keen about the fact that three of my classes are pretty much English classes and requiring me maybe a term paper for each class every single week. Ouch. Yeah, so I'm like, no. And then one of the teachers, I get an email that about, you know, you get an email if you fail to submit a paper on time or and or if you miss an online class. And I got an email from, I'm like, I was, I logged in online, I wrote my paper, and I submitted it. What more do you want from me? At this point, I just want to drop that class, just take another computer class, and be happy. Fuck it. If I could take a coding class, I probably wouldn't mind that. I wonder if they teach Visual Basic. <laughs> oh, God, I remember doing that in high school. Visual Basic was fun for me, dude. That was fun. I'm not saying I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying it takes me back. So... I went into my closets, you know, to just kind of sort and organize, find particular cables. So, as I was digging through, I found my wireless Logitech controllers I'm sending to AJ. Unfortunately, one of the controllers is missing a back piece, but it works. Oh, yeah, like the little battery case? Yeah, it still works. And what makes it really cool is I bought each of them at different times, so the receivers look different. So, so pretty much... You know which receivers for which one, you know? You won't get them confused. And then in doing so, I, I dug out all of my cables for my PS2. And I figured, you know what? It's time to get back into some DDR again. So before the show, I sat here, pulled out the pad, dropped in Extreme. I'm like, where are my memory cards? I'm like... Fuck it. There's somewhere in one of them boxes. I will find it later. So I did my three games, my quick three song set. I did Freckles, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, and some other song I can't remember. But um, I'm going to have to play a little bit more on the pad because I broke out my ignition pad. The, the thick, the thick soft pad has a foam inside. You can kind of tell I haven't played with this. It's been a while. I'm probably going to have to unzip it and make sure that all the phone pieces are properly seated in so I can play. And what's really funny, I'm plugged, I have it plugged in and I'm like, I'm hitting the X button. I'm like, why won't you start? Why won't you start? But I'm like, wait a minute. I forgot. I unplugged the controller, plugged the pad into slot one. Works fine. I'm like, oh, fuck. That reminds me. I was also... I just decided to take a ride down to Ocean City this weekend, just for the day after a, you know, long day at work. And uh, a bunch of the arcades in there had, one of them had a DDR-X. Yeah. And I was, I was like, one of the furthest ones down, like near near the uh, Surf Mall, which reopened. They got a whole new marquee, too. Yeah, Because yeah, the old one got destroyed. Oh, okay. It was, it used to be like, because the Surf Mall was like, you can tell it was an old movie theater at one point, mm-hmm. and uh, it had like the, you know, the two, uh, it had like a triangular awning. Now it has a nice big round one. Looks all shiny and uh, new. Yeah. So, and to answer DJ AJ's question, 
Yes, that is Ice Ice Baby as lounge music done by Richard Cheese of, wow. lo- of Richard Cheese and Lounge Against the Machine. Like, <laughs> for some, oh, I'm in the wrong fucking folder to be lo- searching for shit. Okay. Put the porn away. I wasn't looking for porn. I was looking for the, the <laughs> Richard Cheese album. I was looking in the damn fo- in the um, Bimani folder. That's not where you're supposed to be looking. Although, yes, DD, uh, Richard Cheese songs on a DDR machine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, that would only work if if someone is uh is Liberace with the, with the piano right next to you. Which, and he has, and he has the brandy sifter, which people stuff the tips into. Yes, and by the way, that movie behind the candelabra is sitting on my uh, DVR, which I will probably watch later this week. And holy fuck, HBO! How many times can you re-air that damn movie? This is also, HBO. This is also, <laughs> also a network that airs Twilight so the Twilight movie so much that my mom refers to them as her show. <laughs> wow. It's gotten to the point. One thing about this movie, um, I forget who's playing Liberace. I think it's Michael Douglas, whoever, whoever it is, got his voice down pat. I mean, shivering, scaringly so. That's how on point it is. It's kind of creepy that I put in. I went to Google just now. Yep. I typed in behind the, yep. and behind the cable camelabra was the first search result. First autofill result. Okay, all right. Before we before we put the entire chat room to sleep with some with Richard Cheese, let's kickstart the um some music. And when we get back, oh, we have a lot to say. Or in this case, I have a lot to say. Well, I have a lot to say too. But at least you're uh, at least you already have said certain things. <laughs> Yes, and I have my notes here. The rage train, the rage train, and we're just chilling in the dining car. Yeah. Strap the fuck in. We will be back.
If you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out The Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. And we're back. And before we continue, I'd like to thank the ever-popular and awesomely talented Mario Bueno for our um, for our background um, announcement. We have our, our other independent podcast. So thank you very much. And to show your appreciation, not just the snows, but check out his new album, uh, Mario Bueno Rise. No, Arise. You can get it on his website at mariobueno.com or mariobueno.bandcamp.com. Anywho, now let me just scroll up here. Nope, wrong one. I need a particular song here because I, I need to. Um, I, I, I need. We get into the Department uh, of Complaints and Grievances again. Um, no, 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 no. The Department of Complaints and Grievances requires me to really be in a pissy mood to lose my shit. In this case, that's not necessarily it. I mean, I was a little bit pissy in regards to this, but I've calmed down a lot. And I can understand what they're trying to say, but I just want to say my views on it. Hold on one second. I just have to say something here. I'm looking for a, um, a particular line. Let's see. Right off the Trade Commission website. Even perfect. Alright. Anytime they... Anytime, Acrobat. Anytime now. Doesn't want to cooperate? Uh, something like that. I am, I am hoping this works. Come on. This is not the full line that they play when you do, like, editorials and so forth, but I just want to say something along the lines in. The views expressed herein on, on about what I'm about to express do not necessarily represent the views of this podcast and its parent company, which is the VOG Network, or any of its affiliated podcasts. What I say are my own personal thoughts and views, so please do not hold it against... Anime Jam Session or Vlog Network or its affiliated podcast for what I'm about to say. Let's see if we can get the music just right here. Well, shit, it was going through the damn speaker, son of a bitch. And there we go. Let's see if he'll behave this time. Okay. Oh, baby. 
I do need to rip a copy of this and have this. So, anywho, for those of you who do not know, I list, I wasn't a guest on this podcast, but I had listened in on a podcast called Black Girl Nerds. And, and they decided to talk about cosplay. And I'm like, I have to get in on this because I've been doing this for a while. So, let's hear what they have to say. So pretty much the long and short of it is that they're complaining about how black cosplayers are getting the short end of the stick at conventions. To that, I have to say, what the fuck are you thinking? This is, if this is the case, I'd be bitching about this a hell of a lot longer than they have. So I'm looking here at my notes. Now... My first thought is, if they believe that there is discrimination amongst black cosplayers, my first thought, maybe it's a regional thing, because I know there's a lot of, like, resentment in the South. I've been to conventions in the South. I have never had that problem. So I don't know what the fuck. So maybe it's a regional thing. But I got friends that go to different conventions, and they have not said anything about that. It was also mentioned that they are an anomaly and that we're out there. We, black cosplayers are not an anomaly. We're out there to have a good time. If you're going to sit here and say you've never seen one, um, you, you, must not, you must not either go to enough cons or if you go to a con, you must stay in the game room or the video room with the lights down or you're in your, in your hotel room all weekend. You don't see shit. Now... On that episode, they talked about trying to get together a black cosplayer social gathering, but in doing so, would not offend other races. Now, I have said this on other on a po- on this podcast a long time ago that we actually had this. We used to do this at Otakon. It was the black cosplayer social gathering. We had it because we're all busy doing con- doing convention stuff. It was a way for us to get together, to say hi to each other, and just chill for a few minutes. That's all it was. If you wanted to show up and take pictures and talk, we did not care. It was just for us to know, hey, we're here. Let's go talk and hang out with other people. That's what it was. Eventually, that was a yearly thing until it got shut down when somebody complained and they started doing the Spanish cosplayer social gathering, the Chinese so- social gathering. It kind of got shut down when someone did the Aryan Nation cosplayer social gathering. What? Yes. Now, you have to understand, this was posted because in the chat we were hanging out, we all thought it was ridiculous that people were getting all pissed off about this. This was done as a joke. And I'm just more amused by this because if you don't know, before I took the monkeyer of DJ Ron S, I used to run around as the Oreo Niga. And I did that all because uh, my friend, uh, a friend of mine, friggin' dared me to buy the domain and put build a site around it. So I did. You're the hardest word in black man in cosplay you used to call yourself. Yes, it's a matter of time before I do... Um, Ronma with with the thick James Brown wig and 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 have like the big old cape you know with it glowing and stuff like that. <laughs> Pay good money to see that. 
<laughs> and I'd probably do my variant of living in co- and living in America called living in cosplay. <laughs> Million dollar skit idea you've got there. <laughs> Actually, I have a couple of those million dollar skit ideas. <laughs> uh, and if we go to the chat room, onto Mark's like, Aryan Nation cosplay gathering again, sir, what? Okay, you have to understand that was done as a joke because everyone had like their ethnic-based social gathering threads going. This was just done as a combo breaker. And I think it really worked. So, done and done. <laughs> and DJ AJ goes, I'm ashamed to be part German and Russian. Don't be ashamed of that. Because if you're ashamed... I mean, when you come to the room parties, you'll all drink every fucking person there. Well, there you go. She just said... Except me. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a drink-off between the Germans and the Irish. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, shit. Are you saying that she can't out-drink you? She just said, my jeans allow me to drink like a mofo. My jeans yeah. are my size I, I'm, I'm, drink like a mofo. I do remember um, my birthday party weekend, mm-hmm. you crashed, and everybody else was up and still drinking. Who? Ari. Oh, okay. Well, the man was working that day, so... <clears throat> uh, so was she. Mm. Yeah, but... Your argument is invalid. No, not really. Given, if you compare the jobs, who do you think deserves to drink more, AJ or Ari? Wait, what's AJ do? She works in a bookstore on the weekends. I'm not, I'm just saying she worked, he worked. Okay. She got there late and drank a hell of a lot quicker. Wait, didn't I have to drive that morning? The following morning? I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, because probably sure I think I have to go into work that day. No, actually, no. You got sick, and Ari, you know, you dropped me off at the bus station. Yeah, you didn't have to work. I got sick, and I because I was un- unknown to me having a gallbladder attack. She had to get like she. Well, no, because she got up and she hung out with us for a little while too. Mm-hmm. But she had, she did end up leaving early. But she was up with Ranma for like three hours after you passed out. Yeah, because we were we were just out we were just out talking, shooting the shit till about four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but you guys were drinking too. Mm-hmm. Either that or yeah, my my, my memory is hazy. It's either that or I just want to try and catch up on sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let, let, I, I'm I'm trying to yeah. piece this together too because okay. I'm only kind of sort of remembering everything. Okay. All right, now let's get back here now. The f- now, if you're black and you're going to cosplay Tenchi, you're going to get flack for it. If you're Hispanic and you cosplay Tenchi, you're going to get flack for it. If you're white and you cosplay Tenchi, you're going to get flack for it. If you're Asian and you, co- and you cosplay Tenchi, People are going to think you're the greatest Tenchi Amasaki cosplayer on this face of the planet. It's how some people think. Let me tell you, one year in amazement, this bald-headed black dude did Tenchi. And he did full wings Tenchi. I looked at him and I said, I can't touch you. 
I can't cosplay Tanchi now. You just set the standard. You are a fucking badass. And that picture is somewhere on the, on the Facebook page. It was that awesome. And he was and he had a bald head. I'm like, my mind was friggin' blown. As to men, as Anton Mark says, you're going to get flack regardless, so fuck it. If people going to give you shit for it because you're not that skin type or that ethnicity, fuck it. If you start getting paint to kind of get close to it, then I'll personally beat you with my with my cane. Now, I was told I was listening. There, there's issues with photo shoots, black before white. Let me tell you something. If you are a black cosplayer and you get passed over, it's probably because that photographer does not like your cosplay. Not it's a much better cosplay in the, in the vicinity, and that one got priority. Exactly. Or that photographer may got like three or four other people in that same costume. Doesn't want to get. He wants to get a variety. Do not assume it's your skin color. Photographers are picky. It happens. Don't get offended by it. If you don't get your picture taken, go back to the room, grab your iPhone, grab your S3, go to the mirror, take a picture, post it on your Facebook. People will think you're awesome. Now, they mentioned what was called um, Steampunk. I explained Steampunk Studios it, is a friend of mine. That's his. That's his property. That's his copyright. That's what he does. Steampunk is not black steampunk cosplay. Do not bring me that Afrocentric bullshit. Don't. Because it ain't there. I re- I don't even remember getting the only time I ever got peer pressured into doing cosplay was to do Tolkien from South Park because Mako-chan peer pressured me into it. And I did it because I'm like, you know what? Why the fuck not? I don't remember peer pressuring you into doing Tolkien from South Park. I wanted you to do Franklin from Peanuts. Oh, yeah, Franklin, Franklin. Yeah, not Tolkien. Yeah, Franklin. Yeah. Which you didn't do. Hmm. So I was dressed as Peppermint but, Patty uh, and I, I, had I, no I, I wore Franklin I wore Franklin's shirt that weekend. You did not. Yeah, I did. Let's go to the chat room. Onsen Mark, George Clinton from P Funk All Stars and Victorian Attire with Gears. Shut up and take my money. How the fuck do you put bold shit in there? Um, you have to type, um... I think it's slash B. Let me see something here. Slash B. No, that didn't do anything. I tried, you know, HTML code, BBC code, and neither one of them worked. Oh! Oh, so the little asterisks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I thought you were just... It just looks unprofessional because it still leaves the asterisks hanging. It doesn't, like, take them off. No, that's for a command. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, hit control B. Hit control B. That brings up my bookmarks. No, okay. And, all right. Oh, you're in that chat. All right. If, you, if you're running a chat client, if you hit control B, 
it'll bring up a little symbol that you could type and it'll put it in bold. I think for the for the web based chat, you have to see what's on what's set up. You might have to check the drop down menu. Wonderful. Now, <coughs> anyway, where were we? Uh, talking about my issues about this, I was going to ask her why about the horror thing. Now, my thing is this: if you're going to cosplay because you find somebody that a character is your skin color, whatever, stop. Don't do it because of that. Do it because you think the character is awesome, not because of the fact that that character is your skin color. Stop. And racism is in cosplay. It's everywhere. It's going to be there. It's a given. You just gotta effing deal with it. If someone's gonna say some shit, just like, you know what, fuck you. I'm gonna go do whatever the hell I wanna do because I can. And there is no such thing as white cosplay privilege. On the same token, there's no such thing as black cosplay privilege, Asian cosplay privilege. There's no privileges in cosplay. None whatsoever. Now, I did mention what was called the Uncle Ruckus Syndrome. Uncle Ruck, if you know Uncle Ruck is from the Boondocks, it's pretty much that where you're at a convention, and let's say you're just being chill. Some older black gentleman or gentle lady will ask you, who are you supposed to be? And they'll do it in like a, in a, <laughs> And a hoity-toity attitude like you think you're better than everybody else. It happens. I don't... I, I think the closest that has happened to me when I went to GobbleCon, but even then, they didn't have that, that uppity attitude. I think they were kind of shocked and as in, what are you wearing? I've gotten that too, but yeah. for completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know... Cosplay, like I said, cosplay is more about being in high school all over again. That That's the best way I can relate and understand this. That's how it's going to be. I mean, like I said, I, I respect Shaka on the article that she wrote. Yes, she may she gotten all this camaraderie for it and responses. I get that. But you know what? If writing an article like that and saying, you know, we're not going anywhere, you're going to have to deal with it. That's just, that's just fuel adding fuel to the fire. But truth of the matter is, I don't give a shit. I'm going to still do whatever I want to do. You're not going to stop me from doing it in the first place. And the thing, as I'm going back to re-listen to the podcast, I almost shut it off 10 minutes in. Because the audio quality was so bad. I mean, when I listen to music and podcasts on my phone, I turn it up to one volume where it says, careful if you turn it up any louder... It, you could cause damage. I had to turn it all the way up to max in order to actually hear them. I think if they're all calling in over the phone, I think they just need to stop and just do this shit through Skype or something like that. That's I think that's the best way to do it. And the truth of the matter is, I the only issues in cosplay I, I hear is not because you're black, it's because you're fat. And even that shit's got to stop. Now, Marco, you listened to much as you could. I mean, what's your take? Um, basically that you, (laughs) my whole take on it is that 
some of them weren't really um, in the whole cosplay thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they might cosplay on the side, but they're not, like, really big into the whole cosplay thing. Right. And they had one person that was really big into the cosplay thing as their guest. Well, just for the record, that was, uh, they had two other people on it that I know are actual cosplayers. One of them runs the Cosplay and Wild Black Tumblr. The one that has the uh, Sailor Jupiter in blackface. I wasn't even paying attention to who was who on there. Understandable. Kind of bothered me that they were doing like essentially doing cosplay 101 snippets every five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I can. Not everybody knows what cosplay is, but I, I can let that slide. But you know. But I mean, it's it sounded a lot like like what you said that it must be where they're going mm-hmm. because. I've ne- granted I don't have the same thing like I, I, I don't get to play the race card I play the weight card and even then I've never had somebody come up to me and say you're too fat to cosplay most of what happens is online yes and then you're it's, it's, with anything mm-hmm. most of it's online and even then I, I don't I don't particularly have many pictures taken of me, and I don't put myself out there to have people um, basically telling me what, like, I I don't put my pictures out there basically at all. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to deal with other people's bullshit. Because I'm not, I I don't cosplay to say, oh yeah, look, I'm fat and I can cosplay. I I cosplay because it's fun. There you go. If you're cosplaying because you're trying to get your race out there, then you're cosplaying for the wrong reasons. Exactly. And, like, during the whole thing, like, I made, I made a comment um, to you while it was going on. Like, I really want to see what they would say about a white girl cosplaying as Storm mm-hmm. from X-Men. Right. And they'd comment, and it's like, oh, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. And I call bullshit on that. You're looking at a very strong black woman in comics, and she's not, it's like, I don't see her being cosplayed by white people. And I can tell you right now, if a white person cosplayed as a very dark-skinned character, they're going to flip a shit. Exactly. You can't satisfy any of these people. Exactly. They're going to flip a shit and go. Why, why are you taking? Cos- why are you taking um, characters that like are black? Why can't you leave us those characters? You know that's going to happen, and it has happened. Mm-hmm. And the one guy talked about all he sees is nothing but static shot cosplays at cons. The fuck conventions are you going to? I've seen no more than two static shocks at per a- average per convention I go to, if that. I mean, I don't know if it's because... Because, I mean, you go to a hell of a lot more variety-wise, um, like, where you go mm-hmm. than I do. Yes. And all of the pictures you send me, they're all different. Yep. And I, I even that, when you do see somebody that is cosplaying well, who happens to be of color mm-hmm. and I'm not saying black I'm saying of color because mm-hmm. there are, are other 
quote unquote minorities out there that cosplay. Exactly. You go gaga when they actually do the cosplay right. Mm-hmm. It, it's it really isn't a matter of skin tone or weight or anything like that. If you're not doing the cosplay right, then of course you're not going to get people that come up and give you compliments. They're going to give you a hard time because you're doing it wrong. Exactly. And as I'm listening back to the um to the po- to the podcast. Me and Byron were the only ones defending ourselves, defending cosplay. Everybody else was agreeing with them, and if you notice, they were agreeing with them back. When I called in and said, you know, it's not like this at all. No, they didn't. They they let they they gave me the freaking podium. Same thing with Byron. They really didn't um say anything. They really didn't agree per se. They were trying to counter what I was trying to say. And I think the only, and I think Shaka was the only one I was really excited because I said if she did come to Otakon, I would have my human Artemis. Was she? Were they countering you because they had, they thought their argument was better, or were they counting counter arguing with you just to piss you off? I think because I wasn't agreeing with them. I mean, it, it, that's it. Basically, is he wasn't towing the line of. Oh, um, Black people are, are, cos- are persecuted and cosplay. Yeah, right. he wasn't towing that line, so they weren't they they weren't being as they they weren't as happy with him as the people that before him called in. Because mm-hmm. the people before him were all like, "Oh yeah, I I can't go to can, I can't cosplay because I don't want to get I, I don't want people to be upset with me. I don't want people to talk to me talk down to me." You're cosplaying the wrong. You're cosplaying for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Then. People want to talk down to you regardless. It's part of life. It doesn't have to be cosplay. They'll talk down to you about your gaming skills. They'll talk down to you at your job. This it's a part of life. It's just, we're supposed it's, to be better than this and look past the uh, racial thing. At least that's what I thought. I thought so too. But like I said, it's it's a high school um it's a high school mindset bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's just you, you can't go to a convention without somebody being an asshat. Yeah. And yes, you know, a lot of this shit does happen online. And you know what happens? Either you're going to ignore it and go do you, or you're going to rile up your friends, get the cavalry going, and start up an attack. But mm-hmm. last, the last time I remember, I remember people used to tell me, oh, they're talking about you on 4chan. I'm like, I didn't care. The only issue I ever had about that was the fact that um, was 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 the fact that um, people that said that they were talking shit about me were supposedly people that I actually know and go to cons with. That got to me, but I said, you know what? It ain't worth fighting over. And that threat turned into a hey, how come black people can't? It turned into a black versus white versus Asian cosplay thread. I'm like, holy shit, I started a, a race war on 4chan. whoop de deal Like, someone on the internet is talking about me? Time to exploit them for free publicity. Exactly! That's how I look at it. I don't know. I, I seriously think that if you have a problem with what other people think, you're cosplaying for the wrong reasons. Exa- you're, that's exa- that's We're a bunch of fucking adults dressing as teenaged cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. Hello? Most of the time, Most of the time yeah. yeah. I mean, fuck, hello? 
none of us are exactly normal. And if you're going to listen to somebody that's going to be a jack-off, then you need to basically put on your big girl pants and walk the fuck off. And Hell, at Otakon, I was big, as big as I went, and I was walking around a fucking pink karate gi, and I was tearing it up. There you go. One dude called Dan. One dude called and said he did Dan. Everyone thought he was Sean for Street Fighter Three or something like that. Dan wears. I know. Sean yes. wears yellow. I know. Also, Sean is Brazilian, but that's not the point. I know. I mean, I remember I took a picture dressed as Ranma. There's this white girl dressed as Akane holding her baby. We took a picture together and I posted it. Last I recall, no one gave a no one flipped a shit about that. No. They're probably saying Akane couldn't sit down straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the whole thing is it's like uh when they they were going on about um how they were being called other characters. If you're being called a different character, that means that your cos- your costume itself doesn't convey who you are. Exactly. You can't get upset about something like that. If all you- if you're like not not that you have to wear a wig, but I'm mm-hmm. saying a, a a lot of minority quote unquote again have very dark hair. So if you're cosplaying as a blonde character. And there happens to be a, another character in a different series that happens to wear that exact same outfit. And I'm talking about geese or, um, say, Chinese dresses or something like that that happens to have dark hair. They might think you're that character. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to wear a wig, but if you're not going to wear a wig to make you blonde or make you a redhead... Or even if you're blonde and you need to wear brunette wig, if you're not going to go that far, then you have to. You can't assume that people are going to know that you're from the 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 series that you're cosplaying from. Right. You can't assume that because there are so many series that have such similar outfits. I mean, it's just it's you're basically an ass to assume that Mm -hmm. you're going to be looked at and seen as who you are. It's just the same as people that go in casual outfits of different characters. And uh, I go, I I go as casual casual outfits. Well, it's not even the casual Mm -hmm. outfits. I go off as casual Makoto all the time, mainly because it's freaking easy. But when you do that, you look like some chick with her hair up in a ponytail and wearing clothes. So if you're cos, let's say you're cosplaying as somebody that doesn't wear a specific outfit all the time, or is in such a small role and is just wearing normal clothing, you're not. Nobody's gonna know who the fuck you are. Exactly. You can't get upset with that. So if you happen to be of a darker skin tone and nobody knows who the fuck you are, that's not because of your skin tone. People aren't coming up to you and congratulating you on your costume because it, it, of your skin tone. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah. It's because people don't know who the fuck you are, and they may think that you're just walking around in regular clothing. Yes. Like, let me tell you, like, I've seen – now, there are three black Sailor Venuses that pop out. Shaka's, uh, Natsuki's, and this other chick that I remember. The, that one chick, I didn't like hers because – not because she was black – it was a really bad costume. I mean, the rainbow, the bow was a Christmas bow in her head. And the skirt was too short. Natsuki, I said, hers was a lot better, but I'm like, you know, I kind of complained about the shoes. But then again, 
a lot of times for I mean for Sailor Venus, it is kind of hard to get the shoes correct. Yeah. And Shaga's, I mean, from the picture I saw, it was it was spot on. Yeah. That's all it boiled down to. It's just like, um, I know you had taken a picture of a Sailor Mars. Right. Um, for one of the conventions. Mm-hmm. I know she happens to be a maid in one of the maid shows yeah, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Her costume for Sailor Mars was a red skirt, a white t-shirt, and a bow that was just pinned onto the t-shirt. Oh, wait, she's not a maid, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and, yeah. She, and she, it was a sequin skirt, too, I think. And she actually wanted to know why she got flack for the costume. It's like, yeah, I, I get that you're Sailor Mars, but if you're just going to take a t-shirt out of your closet and put a bow on it, of course people are going to call you out for it. It has nothing to do with what you look like. It has nothing to do with how you act. The costume just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to put a little bit more into the costume. I understand not everybody has a lot of money. I don't have a lot of money. But I then also don't pick costumes that if you're just going to pull it out of your closet and it needs to look a certain way and it doesn't look that way, I'm not going to wear it. Exactly. I'll do a casual cosplay if that's the case. But, I mean, seriously, if your costume isn't, it doesn't even look halfway like it's supposed to, you can't bitch. And you can't bitch that people aren't coming up to you and going, oh my god, you're the greatest. It's like, oh my god, here's a black cosplayer. No, your costume looks like shit. I'm not going to come up to you and go, congratulations, you're a black cosplayer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come up to you and go, you know that's not right. Congratulations, your cosplay looks like shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, it has nothing to do with race at all. It all has to do with, hello, your costume is shit. Exactly. Now, there's this one girl. Now, they talked about how this one girl did, she did uh, Team Rocket cosplay. They went and did, did a parody of it and, like, really blacked it up. I used to remember seeing that coming across my feed. I thought that was the funniest shit in the whole wide world. Maybe because I find all black stereotypes amusing as hell and I will play them out just for shits and giggles. And this girl took it offense. Okay. I can see if you worked your ass off to make this costume and people are making fun of you, but if you worked your ass off and people are going to see the quality of it, they're not going to make fun of you. And if they do, it's just words. Yeah, they're not making fun of you. They're haters. Exactly. And as Rob Roberts says from Orange John's Radio, haters gonna hate. I think it's hilarious that they started talking about blackface and how white people try to make themselves darker for certain costumes and that how how you shouldn't be doing that. I think that if somebody takes the time, I'm not saying like to go out and just do like fried orange spray tan, but if somebody takes the time to actually do the makeup correctly Mm -hmm. so that they aren't necessarily blackface, but just tanned, which hello, white people can get tan. Um, I think if they're doing something like that, that there's no problem with that. And I think that it's hypocritical of them to say that white face is wrong when they will go and take a white character um, for their internet privileges and then darken that character's skin tone and use it as 
their uh, internet handle picture. Um, How is that any different mm-hmm. than somebody that happens to be white tanning themselves? And for the record, depending on the site that I'm on, it'll be a normal Ranma or a blackface Ranma. If it's a normal Ranma, that's because I'm too lazy to go digging for the blackface version that, my, that a friend of mine made for me. I'm just too lazy to go finding it and uploading it. That's all it is. I mean, because aren't you then saying that you haven't... Uh, it's just If you're doing something like that, then aren't you basically doing blackface on what is essentially a white Asian character? There you go. And then you have a problem with humans doing blackface, which it's not exactly blackface. I mean, you're t- you talk blackface, and when I, when I hear blackface, I think of the very old vaudeville, vaudeville, mm-hmm. where they come out in tar, or the old cartoons where they're doing blackface, and mm-hmm. it's basically black with the huge lips. Mm-hmm. That's what I think when you, when somebody says blackface. I don't think of cosplayers going and getting a, a spray tan or going tanning or something like that as blackface. Right. Now, because you know, I mean, not for, not for nothing. I had not for nothing. I had a friend in high school that went tanning so much. I mean, hello, tanning mom. Mm-hmm. She was that dark because she went tanning so much. Are you going to bitch at her because she happens to be able to cosplay as um, darker skinned characters? I mean, that's her freaking skin. It's not a. It's not even a spray tan. She just goes tanning that much. Are you really gonna bitch her out because that happens to be her skin tone, but she happens to technically be white? I, I kinda, no. I, I kind of remember like now. One more thing before we kind of wrap this section up. Like the whole aspect on wigs. I can understand, you know, going with the wigs. Now, when I cosplay Kyosuke from Rival Schools, white school uniform, and he has orange hair. Personally, I don't think I want to do to get an orange wig for this because I'm wearing the white school uniform. It's the collar is popped up. The symbols on the collar is there. You know, I'm Kyosuke from rival schools. If I'm cosplaying Ranma. Of course, I'm going to have the wig or the hat as it may be. Scott Pilgrim. Of course, I'm going to have the blonde wig because I feel it fits the character better. At their particular cosplays, I know people know me as I don't need the wig for it. I'm not going to bother. Well, yeah, if you go off as Scott Pilgrim, nobody's going to know that you're Scott Pilgrim. Right. Because all you're doing, you're wearing a freaking t-shirt and pants mm-hmm. and khakis. Yes. You're going to look like some schmuck walking around in normal streetwear. Mm-hmm. You put that wig on, it's like, oh, fuck, you're Scott Pilgrim. I get it now. Yep. Like when I did um, Third Mixed Rage from Dance Dance Revolution, I didn't, I didn't have the time to put his wig together, but I had the outfit. People knew I was rage. Simple as that. Yeah, when you have an outfit that stands out like that, you don't necessarily have to get the wig that's going to match it. Yep. It's like, I actually, when I do see, quote-unquote, minorities dressing as the senshi, Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy it more when they don't wear a wig. Because I know who the fuck you are. You're Sailor Moon. You don't need to wear the the yellow wig, the blonde wig, to make people know that you're Sailor Moon. And if you're doing, you mean in normal or when they're in a super form? When they're in no, super- when they're in a super form. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. You don't need to do that. I, I really enjoy seeing somebody's take 
and they actually use what is closer to their own hair color. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, because I mean, when you do something like that, something that that that's that iconic, people know who the fuck you are. Yep. You don't have to go and get the the blonde wig for that. So, I mean, I, that's just my take on it. Uh, and that's what it is. I mean, I don't want to hate on the podcast. I'm, I don't want to hate on it because what I'm about to say may sound like it, but I'm not. Everyone has a right to say what they feel, say what they want, which is cool. But this is my thing. If you want to do a ethnocentric podcast about this or that, that's cool. Go for it. It's always good to hear about certain topics from another person's point of view. Do your research first. Yes, which is one of the reasons why I like listening to Electric Sisterhood. Two black homegirls from from Boston area talking about anime and video games and stuff, and it's fun. Now, when you cosplay supposed to be about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, when you start talking about those topics and you're trying to push it from a from where more people should hear what you have to say because you are of that race and it affects you the most, that's what I'm going to turn it off. I listen to ESH not because they're black. I listen to them because they're good. I like what they have to say. They don't talk about, they don't go off on tangents saying, well, you should listen because of this is us, we're black. They don't do that. They've worked too hard to get to where they are, you know, to pull that. And I, me personally, I just think you that's just cheap votes. You're just trying to get cheap hits. Just speak your mind from your view, and that's it. Don't try to pull the view where it's all about you. It's all about that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to us because we're black. No, no, sister soldier. Um, put take 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 the fist pick out of your hair. Put it down. Sit down. Join me in a sandwich. Let's play some video games. Let's talk it out. That's how I look at it. It's like, you can be black and proud, mm-hmm. but you have to realize that while, yes, there's still stereotyping and, yes, there's still inequality, there's inequality for everybody. Fuck, women's inequality is still rampant, and women had equality before blacks had equality. Actually, no. We had the equality more or less first, then the women, or some shit like that. But if I'm wrong, no, I'm wrong. I, no, I, you're, going, I, you're going by uh, voting. Yeah, rights? yeah, that's what I was going by. Yeah, I think the. Uh, yeah, I, I think whip, uh, non-whites got it first, then the women. Okay. All right. All I right. Think. All right. That, all right. Then never mind. I, I stand corrected. Hey, I don't remember everything from American history, so. Well, I'm not even talking about. Like, all of that. I'm talking about, like, the whole women's movement and then the whole black power movement. Mm-hmm. Because you've got the whole women's movement and, the like, all of that. That did happen before the whole black power movement. And still, women are fighting over equality. Still. I can I can understand why though I'm just saying I, I I can see I can see why you know yeah 
but I mean, you, not everything needs to be part of this movement. And to try and bring cosplay into that movement is like really fucked up. Yes. Because truthfully, as I said before, we're all adults dressing up in costumes for fun. Or it should be for fun. The people that take this seriously, unless they're doing competitions Mm -hmm. or modeling or something like that, those people taking it seriously, I can understand. If you're taking it seriously just because, OMG... You're, you're an adult and people should listen to you? Bullshit. Shut up, sit back, smoke a, bo- smoke a bowl, and relax. Because trust me, I've been there. Sometimes I'm, like, I'm there now, but I'm like, you know what? I've said my piece. I'm just going to let it be. I'm not going to continue to try to beat it into somebody's head. And it's like, I do have, cosplay-wise, some elitist tendencies. We all But do. that's mainly because, uh, like, knowing how hard it is to make the outfits and i i'm a beginner i've been doing this for 10 years and i'm still a beginner but knowing how hard it is to put everything together to see somebody that just slaps shit together and says oh look mine is the best and they're just sitting there with completely mixed fabrics it's like at least stick to one fabric type mm-hmm like the um, Sailor Moon cosplayers that will have the satin skirts, but will use a cotton for the bow, or uh, the satin gloves with the cotton for the rolls at the top. You can't, it's just mixing fabrics doesn't look right. It doesn't look good. And yes, I'm going to be elitist about that. Isn't that just, that doesn't sound elitist. Of- what you're talking about for the <clears throat> for putting together a costume? It just sounds like basic stuff. More, it's a I, mean, I, I, I mean, it's, we're gonna do the whole thing in one fabric, right? I mean, it's more like a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B because you see that, but then it's like when well, you see someone getting it just right, you, you get at least when you when you break it down, be like, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, you know. But yeah, over overall, quit worrying about your skin color. Worry about yourself. Just just throw the cosplay on. Just roll with and it. And have fun. Exactly. Now, we had a bunch of other articles listed, but we've cut half of them out. And we're <laughs> going to kind of roll this through. And I had articles just in case. Because I'm like, knowing me, I tell Mako-chan, no articles. We talk about this 20 minutes later, dead air. Like, uh, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. All right. So this time we had the articles to fall back on, just in case, right? Yes. So um, Ari, if you can, can you take this one about man's job threatened over anonymous anime-related blog posts? <clears throat> sure. Wonderful. To blog or not to blog, that is making Shakespeare spin in his grave. <laughs> in spite of the highly touted wonders of Japanese Prime Minister, shit. Shinzo Abe's new economics plan, often referred to as Abenomics, is which is making w- Reagan and Reaganomics turn in their graves. I was about to mention that, too. <laughs> there are many large companies across Japan preparing for major layoffs and general downsizing. An anonymous internet user is shared with Japanese new 
site News Post 7, is perhaps justified feelings of paranoia over how companies are using invasive internet searches to decide who stays and who gets the boot. Mr. Nakagawa, as they're going to call him, well, they hope that his name changes enough to save him from his boss's wrath. Should we know that in Japan, it's they're very serious about separating who you are at work from who you are in quote-unquote private. Your private life includes everything from your hobbies to your lover, whether what you do with them is behind closed doors or not. And if it's not work-related, then it's private. However, with the potential major money crisis on the horizon, Japanese companies have started crossing that line and meddling in people's private affairs. Nakagawa is a big fan of anime and manga, though he never allowed this to interfere with his job, as you're supposed to. He created a special blog and Twitter account for writing up anime and movie reviews, but did so under an alias, keeping the page entirely separated from his primary account. And yet, in spite of all this careful anonymity, he was recently called in by the personnel department where they told him, you put a conspicuous amount of effort into your hobbies. Should that really be taking up so much of your focus? As though the two were somehow related. He tells the site that only a small number of trusted co-workers with similar interests knew about these harmless secondary accounts, and of those, most of them already been moved to a subsidiary company as a result of restructuring. This means that not only did Nakagawa's company criminalize him for having a hobby that he pursues entirely outside of working hours, they shattered an unspoken rule of personal privacy and fished around his anonymous online accounts. Mm. You know, don't they... Aren't they supposed to have a lot of... A lot more trust for the company they work for in uh, Japan. Is uh, that the is that a cultural thing? I don't know, but what you're talking about is more or less like on Facebook, because there are people with fake accounts because if they had their real name and so on and so forth, their job would find out and they would terminate them. Because according to some businesses, your Facebook is your you know whatever. Which is why I'm kind of lucky I'm in the IT world. Geekdom embraces you. But, yeah. Plus, in a I think it happened in New Jersey that there was. I know a bunch of states that where they pass laws that tell employers that you can't demand yep. you know mm-hmm. their like, access to their their personal like social media right. accounts mm-hmm. specifically because of this. Yes, but like if like mm-hmm. I, yeah. if I was getting interviewed somewhere and they asked me to give me my Facebook or Twitter account information and passwords, I got up and walked out of the interview right there. there mm, I just tell them I don't up. have it. Mm-hmm. I don't have one. I don't use. The same email address that I give to companies yep. that I have for my personal That's use. One, because it doesn't look good. And two, they don't need to know my personal email address. Exactly. Like I said, I have my cosplay profile and I have my private one. That private one is more about me, who I am, and so forth. If I need a one for work, I'll create one just for work, but whatever. Uh, as you were saying, um, Ari, if you could please continue. Alright, let me bring it back up. Let me find my place. <clears throat> Pardon me. Mm-hmm. When he returned to the office later in the week, the copy of one of his raving anime reviews is being passed around the office without his prior knowledge or consent. Without any friends remaining in the office to back him up, he found himself the subject of unsavory rumors and wary stares as a result. People are f- began to refer to him as, quote, that 40-year-old weirdo bachelor with an anime fetish. Inevitably, he felt driven to change the... Vi- Visions with us within the company. It seems as though he purposely he'd been purposely pigeonholed. So they asked someone with the personnel department for a clarification on the situation. Basically, all the suspicions were true. 
Mm-hmm. It's common knowledge that one shouldn't complain about their work or their managers in the public forum. That's just asking for trouble. Still, many feel safe acting as themselves behind a veil of internet anonymity. However, it's apparently quite easy to find someone's full list of online accounts by doing a simple web search of their email address, regardless of whether or not that person is using a pseudonym. It no longer matters if one if what one writes is labeled with the name of the user and the company at which they work, nor does it matter if the content of one's post is work-related or not. When some organizations feel the need to downsize, they'll seek out every online outlet utilized but by the workers and use any excuse to single someone out and set them up for expulsion. That's fucked up. Hmm. Let's go back to the... Hitting a little too close to home for me because that's what my uh, cyber-stalking issue was all about. Well, yeah. And... and Wouldn't this be considered, like, you know, violation of civil liberties and doing stuff like that? In the U.S., kind of, sort of, but over there, I guess, not so, because laws are different wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And apparently, according to Washoku, companies now hire online detectives to see what prospective employers might have online. Mm-hmm. Lovely. But, uh, yeah, I used to be unable to get a job mostly because of fucking credit score, credit scores due to yeah. you know unable to pay off student loans, which I couldn't have done because I couldn't get a job. That yeah, that that's so shit. screwed up. But yeah, we're not here to talk politics. We're here to call out bullshit like this. All right, all right. Next up, um, Marco, do you mind taking that one? I'll grab the last one. Which one was that? Sword Art Online. Oh, sure. Um, Aniplex of America announced at its panel at Anime Boston on Friday that Sword Art Online television anime series will air on Adult Swim's Toonami Block starting this August. Aniplex of America also outlined its home video release of Sword Art Online on Blu-ray disc and DVD and its re-release of Blue Exorcist on DVD for the first time on Blu-ray disc. Aniplex of America will release Sword Art Online in four limited edition Blu-ray disc sets and four standard edition DVD sets. The sets will ship on August 13th, September 17th, October 15th, and November 19th. Pre-orders will be available on Right Stuff and Aniplex's own site starting on May 20, 28th. The Blu-ray disc box set will, will come with a soundtrack CD on Volumes 1 and 3, English cast interviews on Volume 2 and 4, a 16-page booklet, illustration pinups, and Bushy Road collectible cards. Uh, the Blu-ray disc sets will also include audio commentary by creators and Japanese cast and the Sword, on, sort, uh, sword Art offline special animation. The Blu-ray discs will also come in a rigid box with illustrations by original character designer Abek and will include clear Blu-ray uh, disc cases with double-sided wraps of Japanese cover designs. Both the Blu-ray discs and the DVDs will include Japanese and audio, audio, uh, English audio and English and Spanish subtitles. The DVD sets will also feature a mini pinup poster and O-sleeve case and a clear DVD case with double-sided wraps of Japanese cover designs. Each Blu-ray box will retail for $112. Holy crap! Get the fuck out of here! Hundred. Well, technically it's $113, because it's 
but each will have a store. Much. Yeah, but each will have a store price of uh, what is basically ninety dollars. Each DVD set will retail for about fifty, but will have a store price of forty. Hello, this is why nobody buys anime and they all just torn it because it's so freaking expensive. See, Aniplex is a Japanese company set up shop in the U.S. They haven't figured out. They haven't. Under, they don't understand. The price compared. It's like when earlier, like last week, when people were bitching about the Cowboy Bebop bought Blu-ray for three hundred dollars. We covered months ago, mm-hmm. and I said, you know what? Wait till Funimation whoever announces it and they'll release it for like sixty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah, but I mean, I'll, like I know they have a season two, but if season one is only the standard twenty-four episodes, and they're doing four disc sets, that's like four hundred dollars. That- no. That is absolutely crazy for what is basically twenty four to twenty six episodes. I will I will gladly wait till there's an, a DVD box set or Blu ray box set of all the episodes. I'll gladly wait. Thank you very much. I mean that is that seriously that is absolutely fucked up. Well, I'm not surprised because they did a similar pricing structure with Madoka. I mean, I guess because of the sales they can get away with it. Fuck no. Yeah, but I mean, I, I understand J- uh, Japan has the DVDs and all of that for really expensive because mm-hmm. they have so much other shit that they keep the price down with. Yes. Their, their figures, their dolls, their mm-hmm. shitloads of crap. But you can't, you can't expect that to come here and go, oh yeah, it's going to be the same price, so here you go. Like, fuck no. For that same price, you could pick up like three box sets from Funimation at their booth or four if you order on their website. Mm-hmm. Five if you catch a sale. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, in all of these, like, I, I can understand the voice actors like, don't torrent, don't torrent, don't torrent. Yes. I understand that your money is coming from the popularity of what is being bought. I get that. But when you start out with prices, what is basically going to be five episodes for? Well, maybe six for $113. And all those extra features don't mean a... No. It's cheaper to buy... It would be cheaper just to buy the DVD and the CD... Import the CD, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is... Fucking crazy. I mean, seriously. Uh, Yeah. Sword on Online adapts Kuahara's light novel series of the same name. The story revolves around a boy named Kazuto Kirito Kirigara, Kirigaya, mm-hmm. who enters a virtual reality massive multiplayer online world called Sword Art Online. Uh, there is no escape from this world unless the player clears the game, but game over means the death of the player. Crunchyroll st- uh, streamed the 25-episode series outside of Japan as it aired. So there you go, 25 episodes. So you mean to tell me, all right, I, I am going to pull up my calculator real quick here. All right. Run much win- worse dot hack universe. You die in a game, you die in real life. Yeesh. Mm. Let's see. one twelve ninety All right. To get all 25 episodes on Blu-ray, that's going to cost you $451.92. Don't take this the wrong way, Aniplex, but fuck you. No. 
I can I can kind of understand that price if it was a combo pack, but still. Yeah, a combo pack with maybe series like season one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Like that, I can understand maybe it being up there in the four hundreds. But even that, I wouldn't pay one hundred thirteen dollars for a series of anime. This is why I well, wait you could, until but it the... have to be like at least a hundred episodes. No, I mean this is why I wait so long. I wait until it comes down in the reduced DVD set, so it's like forty dollars for the whole entire series. I don't give a shit about all the extras. Mm-hmm. Give me just the discs with just the episodes on it. That's all I want. That's all I need. Anyway. And I'm checking the forums. People are like, are you serious about the price, you know? Of course. Uh, Anyplex will release Blue Exorcist on Blu-ray disc and DVD in two sets on July 9th and September 10th. Pre-orders will also be available starting on May 28th. The Blu-ray disc sets will include the original soundtrack CD, a DVD featuring interviews with the English cast, a box illustrated by manga creator, I'm not even going to say that, Mm -hmm. clear Blu-ray disc cases, with double-sided wraps of Japanese cover design and a 36-page booklet. Both the Blu-ray disc and the DVD sets will include the unaired special episode Kuro Runs Away From Home and Ura Echo short clips, web version preview videos, and trailer collections. The Blu-ray disc sets will retail in the U... Holy shit! For $175. But have a store price of $140. Which means it'll probably be like $125 on Amazon. Yeah, that's still yeah. that's still two. That's it's still two sets though. That's and that's again another twenty-five episode series. Okay, now according to Washu Otaku, the import of Sword Art Online is cheaper than the domestic release. It doesn't have English, but you'd be surprised how how little that bothers some people. Exactly. All right, all right. I, I, no, I, I, I am totally done with that. I am done with that. No. Let's, let's move on to something that's a little bit more precedent. Big O. Now, there was talk of a season three, but it went down something like this. The Big O, big finale that never happened. It sounds strange. Wait, hold on. What the hell? Yeah, that's a little too upbeat for the big O. I, I, yeah. Oh, I see what I did. There we go. Yeah. What I did was I put the other track above it, thinking it was the last one. So there we go. It sounds strange, and yet the perplexing final scene of the big O is quite easy to understand if one were to actually understand what didn't happen. Yes, it's indeed. It's like the notes you don't hear. Mm-hmm. It's like... When you watch a series, it comes with linear notes, and you don't read the linear notes. You're trying to figure out what the hell happened. So, as the domes collapse and the surrounding dissipate, dissipate into the wireframes, Big Venus made her first and final real-time manifestation into Paradigm City in front of Big O. The situation abstractly makes it evident that if anyone is running the world of Paradigm City, it's Big Venus. And thus, when Roger realized who just arrived, he quickly made good on his most daunting client request of them all. 
living up to Gordon Rosewater's expectation, Roger Smith confidently began to negotiate with Big Venus for a respite up for the citizens of Paradigm City. The final outcome from there remains remembered as a mind-stabbing mystery. Toiling with the souls of big old fans everywhere as the option of a third season went unanswered. But Roger did not fail, and the successful tomato in Paradigm City was not just a negotiator in the name. The final scene shows Roger riding through the mundane streets in all too familiar fashion with some subtle details. As if we're witnessing the start of a new episode, but the city isn't dank as dingy as it was the first time around. Brighter screens and so forth. Roger speaks as if having just overcome a challenge, and the most potent impact, of course, comes from the unforgettable image of Angel and Dorothy standing on the streets. They watch on as Roger drives by, each fine lady looking lovely as always, with a particular aura. They both look odd for some reason, the aesthetics up just unorthodox, and to add, their facial expressions look concerned but simultaneously engaged. This still scene is also memorable for Angel's single blink, a natural gesture but fairly odd in the context of the scene as one can't help but assume it has some sort of meaning. Ending the big O that we all know. Could this would have happened 40 years ago? Not really, no. Dorothy would still be sporting her ensemble from Roger's Adobe. Adding to that fact, it's very confusing why Angel and Dorothy would randomly be on the street together to begin with as Roger went by. This is precisely why the answer to understanding Big O's final scene lies in what did not happen. Just to ignore that final scene, the scriptwriter originally had a separate scene in mind, yet the producers pressured him to alter it for some reason or another. A translation of the scene, as the author put it, where it's like this. Abandoned factory. Roger was taken aback as the light shined on him, distantly in front of him. Beck grins and laughs. Roger, instantly remembering his role, snaps his finger towards the griffin behind him. Then the passenger seat opens, and the leg of a beautiful woman is seen stepping out, and it's Angel. Roger kicks a briefcase towards Beck. A young lady walks towards Roger. Everyone turns around as military police rush into the building one by one. Dotson goes, Beck, you've been caught red-handed kidnapping for ransom. You're under arrest. Roger, well, well, you sure can intrude on a person's true work, Dotson. The young lady removes the blindfold and shows her eyes to Roger. What in the world, he's like? Dorothy's, you're the negotiator, and Roger's, you are, and that's it. Don't expect the sky to turn sunny or a rainbow to shine over and flowers to bloom just yet. It's likely one will find this ending just as bewildering as the original. Our savior and scriptwriter Chiaka Konaka also shared some commentary of his own ending ending it where he originally intended. If he had his way, Angel is Roger's assistant completely. Also, it's unknown whether or not the rescued Dorothy is an android or human, ending allowed a width of interpretation. So what do you guys think so far? It's kind of a shame it didn't get animated. I know. The reason it I got just... the second season was because it was so popular overseas, even though it was only kind of that in Japan. Actually, it was more... Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then the second season wasn't as well or something like that. I don't understand. But, you know. Well, I mean, I, I don't understand why that episode couldn't have been the finale. 
that episode, that episode to me doesn't necessarily scream season three. I guess we can't have it all. And I think it's time we take this break and wrap up and get out of here because Jesus Christ, look at the time. Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit late. Yes, indeedy. Another long runner tonight. Yes, yes. I think if we do one more, um, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, we'll be back.
My voice is starting to give the fuck out. Yeah, we turned into another late performance tonight. Yeah, we gotta stop doing that or start earlier. But if we start earlier, it's going to interfere with the new season of NCIS, and I'm going to be 
kind of cranky. Mako Chan is going to be cranky, and Ari's going to want to kick both our asses. Yeah, something like that. And the one thing I forgot to talk about, but let's let you know, there's going to be a maid cafe in New York City. It's going to be in Chinatown, okay? 150 Center Street. It opens soon. More details coming, hopefully, on next week's podcast. But anywho, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Then will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. Because we do this for free, the comfort of our own home. We are independent bloggers. We do this for fun. And we're going to tell you how it is right down the middle. We don't get paid for bias reports. That's how we do it. So check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Now, if you can't get to our site for some odd reason, you want to check out our um, our po- podcast, you can find us on Podcast Alley, Stitcher Radio, Miro, Double Twist, Xbox Music, and iTunes. If you give us a five-star review on iTunes, we'll read it right on the air and we'll give you respect for it. Bringer of Mad Props. Check out our YouTube page, YouTube.com slash AnimeJamSessionTV. I have yet to work on those 2012 videos because I got lazy. Uh, of course you did. <sighs> yeah. I'm so Since I don't have nothing to do tomorrow, I could pr- most likely rush home and kind of work on the Otakon videos because those are the last ones. Once the Otakon, video, Otakon and the Wii U videos are done, that's it. I really want to jump on 2013 because the, the mail requests are like... Are starting to stack up. So, yeah, I gotta jump on that. So, check us out youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. If you wanna check out our personal YouTube pages, you can find me at youtube.com slash S. You can find Ari at Ari22682. And you can find Mako chan at Jupe Luna. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime jam session. Follow us on Twitter here when you wanna, when you wanna check out when we have new articles coming up, photos, videos, what conventions we're going to be at, and other that t- cool stuff. If you want to follow us personally on Twitter, you can find me at S. Ari is at the Ari Man, and you can find Mako-chan at um, Joe Videa. And check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We're at 2,420 fans, 20 likes. I just keep saying thank you. If it wasn't for you guys, we couldn't continue doing this. As long as you keep liking the articles, the photos, the videos, everything, we'll continue to post them for you because that's what we do. For the people, by the people. You can find me at facebook.com slash S, and you can find Makochan at facebook.com slash Makoto Makochan Kino. Check us out on the Vogue Network. Don't forget, we are live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Encore presentation Thursdays at 1 p.m. So, remember, VOD Network, Voice of Geeks. There's more than just anime on here. If you like video games, definitely check us out. If you like science fiction, pop culture, definitely check us out. If you like Warcraft, check out Girls Gone Wow at 12 p.m. Wednesdays and Horde House at 10 p.m. It's Wow Wednesdays, as I like to call it. If you're into um, British uh, television and movies, it's British Invaders, Monday nights at 8 if you're into pop culture and science fiction, especially Doctor Who, it's pop culture Mondays at nine. If you're into, if you're definitely into old school pop culture, old school sci-fi, Rocky horror. If you're from, if you're the older generation, it's Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jess Saturdays at 10 p.m. But if you're into video games, period, you want to know what's new, what's hip, what's trendy. It's the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m., followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9 p.m. Orange Lounge Radio, the 
and Bobby Blackwell Show, the flagship on programming on the VOG Network. And it all goes down Sunday at 8 p.m. with OLR, the Internet's longest-running video gaming um, broadcast slash podcast, up to that word, to that aspect. I think that was a record of how fast I was able to knock all that out. I think so. Yeah, so and I can hear your voice going. <laughs> it reminds me of when um when I was helping those people get on the trains that night and I had to postpone the podcast to Wednesday. So Ari, last words. One of my favorite webcomics came to an end this weekend. Mm. Aw. Dominic Deacon is it's it's wrapped up after like eleven years and the and the artist has moved on to collaborating with another webcomic artists on a comic called Star Power. So that just started up about a week ago, so I'll be uh, checking that out as well. Mm. Mako-chan? Um, this was a very good break from having to read Homestuck, but I guess I'll go back to reading. For a second, I thought you were going to start um, speaking the, 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 the lyrics to um still alive now I'm actually just really excited about cosplay plans for anime next now I think um, we all are Yep. for me well the DDR pad is still out I might put in one of my import games and give that a, a quick run through ooh fun yes so that's it Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. We'll be here same time next week, and hopefully we'll end 45 minutes earlier than we have explained on it. So You're right. Well, we could try. <laughs> I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Peace out. See you next time. We out, bitches. Later. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. God damn it, that song from Azumanga Dias in my head. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Why in the heck? Why in the heck? Why in the heck? This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.